You're not the only one feeling or thinking what you're feeling and thinking, mama. I am too. Welcome to the Mom Bar, a pro-mama, mother-loving community focused on sharing simple truths, intimate thoughts, and real discussions about the journey of motherhood. All while committing to love the life that God has designed for you. This is a space for first-time mamas, work-from-home mamas, baby mamas, millennial mamas, stay-at-home mamas, single mamas, angel mamas, insert here, types of mamas. And if you can check more than one of these boxes, the mom bar is exactly where you need to be. I'm your host, Day Hayes, stay-at-home mama, recovering perfectionist, mother of three under three, wife, author, and most importantly to all of my identities are being a daughter of Christ. We've been kept out of grown folks' business for way too long, but hey, we're here now, so let's talk about it. As your MFF, mama friend in faith, I'll hold space so you can mind your motherhood, vulnerably share my own mom tales, remind you that you are still that girl, and decide if the issues that we're dealing with should be pumped or dumped. So get in, mama. We're going on a faith ride. Hey, my very important mamas. I'm so glad to be joining you all today on another episode of the Mom Bar Podcast. This is going to be a book review podcast where we are going to talk about Maddie James's Everyday Magic, the joy of not being everything and still being more than enough. I'm so excited to review this book because I will have to be honest with you guys. I've been trying to finish this book since 2022. I purchased it, I want to say in... November or December, and I just finished the book, but we'll get into exactly why it took me a minute to complete it. But let me tell you about the author, Maddie James. She is one of the two influencers I followed on Instagram that I still connect with full time. They just have such a authentic spirit about themselves and transparency and that I truly adore and really aspire to. So Maddie James is a full-time influencer. She's a mom of three, wife. She's a lifestyle blogger, a YouTube vlogger. I have to make sure that I mention she started her blog as a hobby and grew it to seven figures. She now teaches influencers what she has done. She was also Miss Liberia and she has a sister that I also adore named Maya Eloise. Now, if you have not heard of Maddie James, I literally want to make sure that you guys go and look her up and support her. But she is truly someone that I will support. This took me so long to finish this book because honestly, as I was reading the first couple of chapters, I really just started to compare my life to hers. And I wasn't in a really good mental space at the time. I was in probably the first or getting ready to go into the second trimester of my pregnancy. And I just was not in a good mental headspace. And I was just comparing this superficial and commodified self-care version that I thought that she was 
me assuming and judging a book by its cover, literally, that this would be a book about flowers and happiness and how to create this perfect life. And I just could not digest the book so much so that I literally put the book down. I actually put the book down at chapter two. It broke me down. I closed the book and there was nothing that was said in the book that should have made me do it. But I recognized there was some self-work that I needed to work through. And I worked through that with my therapist of really sitting down and feeling like, okay, what triggered me in this book and made me put it away? I was reading the book in the parking lot of Target during some of my happy time, which I've mentioned to you guys before in another book review. And I just started crying. I'm talking about real tears just flowing from my face. And from what I can remember, she mentioned something about being able to have a full 24 hours to herself. And I just broke down because I was like, wow, those are goals that I do not ever think will be attainable for me. Those are goals that I cannot do right now because I have two toddlers, one on the way. I'm a newlywed. I'm still trying to achieve all these goals and I can't figure out how to be everything to everyone. And it was truly the enemy just getting in my ear and kind of just telling me that, you know, I'm not going to be a Maddie James. I can never have what she have or does what she does. And in all honesty, the enemy is right. But when I look at that perspective, the enemy is right because I am not Maddie James. I am Day Hayes. Everything that God has for me is for me. And every blessing that I have right now does not come with sorrow. And there's no reason for me to compare myself. And so once I did a lot more of the self-work and recognize that this was not a perfect Pinterest girlies book and it was not about brain surgery. Honestly, I know this book is categorized as self-help, but it's so much more than that because it is a simple applying book that just really focuses on teaching you to enjoy the life you want for yourself. Like some of the topics are so simple. So simple that I was like, oh my God, I actually already do this. Or, oh my God, you know, this is exactly how I think and how I feel. It's giving me language to convey this to my partner about why I think about what I think the way that I think about it and how these spaces are important to me. And some of those topics that we're going to talk about today are how to create memories and traditions organizing and decluttering your closet, the magic of time and seeing time as a gift. Overall, this book just really just stood out to me once I got over myself and recognizing that this was going to be such an important tool for me to continue on showing up in the ways that I've been showing up and knowing that in this process, I'm going to get the results from the value-based decisions that I've been making for the last couple of years. I would summarize this book as a way to learn to experience the immeasurably more from God as you see yourself as a creation of magic. And just to get into what magic stands for, Maddie James says that magic stands for meaningful, aesthetically pleasing, goal-oriented, intentional, and consistent. And this acronym, she refers to 
throughout the entire book is not just an acronym. It's literally a framework of life that she's used to learn to love the life that God has designed for her, which is so ironic because as I continue to read the book, I was getting so much confirmation from God about the mom bar, what he has called me to do. And it just was just like a simple push from Maddie James cheering me on and saying, keep doing the work. This is going to be worth it. And she starts the book with a visualization. I won't share the letter that she asked us to write to ourselves from the book, but I think that it was a really important skill for me to do. I actually read that letter every day to myself because I'm reminding myself why I'm doing what I'm doing when I'm showing up late, when the babies are crying, when I'm having to carve out pockets of productivity. I'm reminding myself with this letter that I took time out to write her ability to be down to earth saying what I have been thinking and didn't want to say out loud about pre-baby weight, needing alone time for my husband and my kids, recognizing the seasons required for different versions of me just gave voice to so much of what I feel like I've been carrying for the last three years and so much of what I believe that a lot of us as women, as mothers, as partners and friends of others have been carrying. If you guys are a part of this community, most of you guys are overachievers. You love showing up for everyone. You love doing everything. You have a difficult time asking for help. You are always in a position where you're wanting to pray for someone. And you're normally considered that superwoman and the person that everyone goes to. But this book is so great because it just allows you to take that cape off in a practical way. It's not full of cliches and phrases and mantras and affirmations. It is, like I mentioned earlier, very simple task that you can apply every day consistently, intentionally to allow yourself to experience the results of the goals that you have, allowing you to live a more meaningful life. And so let's go ahead and get into the simplicity of the Everyday Magic book. My favorite chapter would have to be chapter three, Making Your Space Magic. And it is because Maddie James gives voice to the girls like me. The girls who will sit and watch on Pinterest someone organizing their laundry or organizing their refrigerator. The girls that love containers and things being put in spaces aesthetically. The girls that get that there should be a playroom or play space that is dedicated for children. This is the chapter for those girls. She talks about the true mantra of there is a place for everything and everything having a space. She goes on to share how to set intentions for your space, asking yourself questions like, why does the kitchen matter in your space? What is the living room area going to be used for? Is it going to be used to create memories and traditions? Will you guys have dinner time at the dinner table? And I'll be honest with you guys, it's challenging for me because I do live in a multi-generational home where a lot of the spaces that we utilize are being shared. And it is an absolute blessing because I have an amazing village of people who support me. But being a newlywed, because I'm still only three years married and a new parent, finding spaces to dedicate to 
the values that I hold and the values that I want to continue to develop in this shared home has been really, really, really challenging. So having the conversations with my husband of, okay, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing in the kitchen, or this is why I reorganize this space to be like this. And she talks about that. The difference between having a functional space versus a fancy space. Like my kids are toddlers right now. I'm not going to go and order white furniture Right now, they want to use the marker on everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. I cannot count the number of times that I've looked up on Pinterest how to get marker off of the walls. We're actually getting ready to repaint the walls because our son decided to create a beautiful mural. Now, to be clear, y'all, nobody is telling my son to draw on the walls. We have purchased easels for him. We have colors and crayons. We have all of the things that he needs to be creative. But for some reason, he decided to draw on the walls. And it really did make me consider, am I being intentional about the spaces in which he can be creative? And what does that look like? for our shared family space. And so I love that she talks about how to make your space magic and how to make meaningful decisions in understanding the functions of every space in your home. And I'm going to be keeping this in mind as my husband and I search for, you know, our own home and space where we will have our family unit together and considering, okay, you know, I know that dinner time is extremely important to me. So although people say they don't use the dining room area as often, I want to use the dining room area and I don't want to just save the good china for when we have Thanksgiving. Like, let's use the china tonight with the pizza. There's nothing wrong with that. And she highlights that there's nothing wrong with that. You shouldn't save things for a special occasion because what are you dictating to your children? Because every day is magical. Every day is an opportunity to use the nice things. And I also have to make mention of the fact that she says that nice things aren't always expensive things and they don't always have to have a price tag. Now, I'm not going to lie. I paused when I read this because I was like, okay, girl, you might be talking from a very privileged space. Me currently being a stay-at-home mom, transitioning from formerly working in corporate and now being in a space where financially I do have to have those conversations with my husband about, you know, what we're going to do, how we're going to do it and when we're going to do it. But I like the next thing she says she actually challenges you to make a list of nice things, categorize them as free, affordable, and expensive. And I really appreciated this activity because it allowed me to recognize what I have access to, how I I can actually appreciate the things that I have in my home already, and to not be in a constant comparison of, I need the latest gadget in the kitchen to feel good. Those things are nice. Let me be clear about it. Nobody is going to tell me that my Telfar bag does not make me happy. Maddie James just does a really good job of speaking to multiple audiences. I don't feel like she overlooked those moms who may not be in the position of having seven figures like she has had. And this is where I have to also mention some of the challenges she has experienced in developing who she is as a woman. Maddie James shares how her husband 
and he were actually separated early on in their marriage while they were also parents. That really blew my mind because I was like, girl, how? Because I know that being a newlywed is super challenging. And I actually wish she had a chapter that spoke more on that season of her life and how they got through that season of their life. Because I was like, man, it's some moments where I am very, very burdened and stressed out and trying to figure out how do I convey to my husband, you know, my needs and how do I convey to my husband my dreams and still achieve my dreams early on in the marriage. And she kind of hints at this a lot in saying that it's about alignment, it's about patience, and it's about timing and understanding what season you are in. And I've learned to recognize that I am not in a season of reaping right now. I'm a season of sowing. I'm sowing the seeds of the values and the life that I want right now. And marriage takes work. It is not just that wedding day. And marriage takes you learning the other person and honoring your partner and recognizing that you guys are two individual beings who are continuing to evolve and continuing to choose each other and love each other absolutely every day. Now I'm going off on a whole nother tangent. So I want to bring it on back to the last little bits of my favorite chapter, chapter three, making your space magic, because it actually highlights the bedroom. So our bedroom is our safe and our sacred space. And I have been very intentional in making sure that our room is a space that represents who we are. So paintings from birthday celebrations, photos from maternity shoots and from our wedding, having those little items throughout our room are so important. We went to Mexico a couple of years back and we just loved the energy and vibe of Mexico so much that I went to the store and I bought things that reminded me of the Mexican decor at the resort. And I'm so glad that I did that because every time I walk in my room, I'm brought back to a space that I got to create really amazing memories and traditions with my husband. And those are like the little things that people feel like don't matter that actually can really bring you a lot of joy and everyday magic as Maddie James references. The most challenging chapter would have to be chapter 10 and the outro, which focuses on balance, boundaries, and a village. Like I mentioned earlier, I do live in a multi-generational home. We're very blessed to have our village right here with us. But just a little bit of a background, I was living in New York when my husband came to propose to me. I had been in New York for three years. We were not dating at the time. If you want a little bit more of that story, I'll definitely link our love story down in the descriptions, but that's not what we're here for today. Anywho, I moved from New York immediately after we got engaged to a little town in Metro Atlanta in Georgia, and I was in the woods. So I went from loud cars loud transitions, living this very lavish, loud life to being in the suburbs overnight. And it was a very hard transitioning for me. And I did not know how to create balance because at the time I was also working corporate from home. Like I was working 45 plus hours out of the week, bringing my laptop to bed because that's what I had been doing 
my whole life, to be quite honest, I did not know how to transition as a wife and into being a marriage. Like nobody talks to you about those things. And I didn't know how to create those boundaries. And more so, I did not know what boundaries I was going to need to create in being in a multi-generational home. Now, three years later, I have been very committed to being vocal about the boundaries. And even before being vocal, I had to become very clear on what are my values? What are my boundaries? What do I need in this season of being a wife? What do I need in this season of being in a shared space? What do I need in this season of having kids? And also what can I provide in return? And so I love this particular chapter because she talks about balanced boundaries and village and the village piece Connecting that to balance and boundaries is so important because we cannot be our best selves, our most confident selves, if we don't have a village. But we also can't be our best selves and our most balanced selves if we don't have boundaries and communicating those boundaries to other people. And so she delves a deeper into some of the types of boundaries that are necessary. She calls them boundary wars worth having. And the two that I'm going to talk about, I don't want to tell and share the entire book, but the two I want to talk about are the access boundary and the space boundary. Those were super relatable to me because I am in a shared space and I've not had to be in the past in this capacity. The access boundary is super important from the book because it talks about the fact that no one should have 24-hour access to you. And this is for my mamas who are new mamas right now, who have a newborn, who feel like your baby is on your breast at all times or your kids are trying to crawl in your skin and you feel absolutely touched out. That may sound ridiculous that nobody should have 24 hours access to you. But that can be sometimes our reality If we don't have boundaries and a village in place, you need to make sure to pump some milk, give that baby to somebody that you trust, you care about, that's going to love that baby. They're going to make sure that that baby is good and go take 30 minutes for yourself. Go take your shower. Here's so many new moms that say, I can't shower. No, mama, you need to shower. You deserve to shower because you have to be your best self. And that should be a boundary for yourself to create the balance. And I need for you to start being okay with asking for support from your village. I had to learn how to do that with my first little one. I never forget when I was trying to braid my own hair at the house and my son was like screaming. I was a first time mom and I had my village right here. And I remember my mother-in-law asking me if I needed help. She saw that I could need help, but I honestly just couldn't vocalize it. And I told her no. And I look back on that and I'm like, that is so ridiculous. Because now I am normally like, hey, Ma, can you please go take him? Or hey, go hang out with your great grandma so mommy can take a couple minutes to lay down. And I've just learned what I need to be my best self. And they recognize that because they're mothers too. And your village wants to help. You don't have to do everything on your own. And this was a challenging chapter for me with that particular boundary and space of how do I assert my authority as a mother, but also create 
this balance for myself as a human, because you are a human, you're not required to do life alone. That's why we have this community, the mom bar, and you are going to be your best self when you're able to take some time out for yourself. And that just requires a village. Shifting gears, she talks about the difference between three types of people, the maker, the master, and the magician. I recognize that I fell in the master role for most of my life because I have been so performative and not necessarily the best at executing because I can be an amazing planner. Like, I plan things to the T. I feel like I'm a great project manager because I can literally get you across the runway. I can help anyone else execute. But when it came to my own things, I always got analysis paralysis or I was overly focused on perfecting something, perfecting the plan, and then not being able to even see the result because I was so focused on perfecting the plan. I know a lot of us can relate to that. She then shares the difference of a magician and really highlights how this book will help you to become that magician. Moving from a master to a magician requires you to choose to focus on the process and enjoy the process. And that's the space where I am in life, where I am enjoying my process. I'm not just focusing on the results, nor am I focusing on the plan, but I'm committed to what she calls doing the work. Y'all, a lot of people don't want to do the work. And that's what makes Maddie James stand out. Because I've been able to see what she has done. I've seen the results of what she's done. But she also transparently shares the years, the time, the commitment, the failures, the mistakes, and the community, the village, and everything else associated with actually becoming who it is that God told her she was going to become. And it leads me back to something that I started practicing two years ago, which was value-based decision-making. I used to run a masterclass where we would focus on how to define your values based on the season that you're in so that the decisions you are making align to the goals that you want so that you are practicing every day values that matter to you and not just living a random life. A lot of us are out here living random and we can't figure out why things are falling apart or why things are in place. Simply put, you're not doing the work. You're not willing to do the practice because practice doesn't make perfect. She says this in her book, practice instead makes something permanent. Committing to yourself to show up consistently and intentionally with aligned values and decisions and being bold enough to say, no, that doesn't align to what I believe in or no, that does not align to the values that I have put in place for the future and the life that God has designed for me. And so therefore I'm not going to waste my time on that is so essential. If I value family time, which you guys already know I do. I talked about bedtimes, routines, and everything else associated with that. Then that means that I'm going to create dedicated time and space and intentionality. And I'm not going to complain about making dinner 
because I know that dinner time is important to me and that's the time that I value and get to share with my family. Those are just part of the value-based decision-making actions that I choose to take every day. It's crazy, guys. I really didn't think that this book review was going to take so long, nor did I think that this would probably be the most powerful book that I read in quarter one, but it has been. It's been very simple, very applicable, but also very confirming. The way that she thinks about things is how I think about things. And for the last couple of years, I've really kind of questioned if I'm crazy or if the way that I think about things is problematic, but it's not. It's intentional. It's about me focusing on becoming my best self. And a lot of us want to see quick, easy results. But this book gave me even more encouragement to continue on the path that I am going, to continue showing up for myself, continue to practice, continue in the values that I'm building and planting those little seeds absolutely every day and watering those seeds absolutely every day and knowing I am going to reap the harvest in due time. Which takes me to another piece of the book. I told you I don't have any chapters that I disagree with or I wouldn't refer you to. I have to talk about chapter six, Time is Magic. Now, if you followed me in my YouTube days, you guys know I was on this entire rant of reverse engineering your vision and how to manifest your life. And I've recognized since diving deeper in my relationship with Christ is that we don't manifest anything. God manifests and God is the one who creates the fruit and it's not us. And so that's really something that I had to step back from in terms of this concept of manifesting. But something that I still believe in is the importance of time, time management, seeing time as energy exchange building and developing routines. And Maddie James talks about that in chapter six, where she says that routines are essential to setting yourself up proactively. Like I have said in previous podcasts, do not let your kids be your alarm clock. I get that when you become a mom and motherhood and marriage is shifting and changing, you have to change your routines as well. But your kids don't have to be your alarm clock But also productivity and quiet time with God doesn't have to only happen during the morning time. It looks different for different situations and different seasons. And so you have to figure out what's going to work for you. You may not get quiet time like another mother gets quiet time. And that's okay. There's no judgment there. But you can evaluate how you are using your time, how you actually speak of time. And Maddie James goes on to also highlight the importance of quiet time, thinking time, and pop, also known pockets of productivity. The pockets of productivity has really, really, really been the thing that I've been getting into lately, especially with launching this podcast and the mom bar. I am a one-woman show currently with God backing me with every resource that I need at the moment, but the work that is required with launching a podcast is done by me. 
but I am also a mother. I am also a wife and I love those roles that I am being placed in and have prayed for those. And so I still try to make sure that I can show up in those spaces. With that being said, my time is essential to me and I love the pockets of productivity because I may take five minutes to go work on a description for the podcast or I might take a 15 minute break and just brainstorm some podcast episodes or maybe I do have to stay up a little bit longer past my bedtime and do a recording. But it's about finding those moments of time in your schedule throughout the day that you can, instead of scrolling on your phone and comparing your life to someone else, actually apply to the gift and the assignment that God has given to you. Okay, guys, this has gone on longer than what it actually should. I'm contemplating if I'll break this up into two parts because I don't want this to be too long for you guys. But I hope that you have enjoyed this book review from the books that we've read for quarter one. I cannot wait to do more reviews. If you have books that you would like for me to read and review, make sure that you let me know in the comments. Make sure you rate and review. Until next time, I'll see you guys again on the other side. Ways to support The Mom Bar are to subscribe to the podcast, share with another mama, or become a member of the very important mama club on themombar.co. That is T-H-E-M-O-M-B-A-R dot C-O.